Hey, this is Steve Hofstetter, and you're listening to Got Faded Japan, which you should already know because you're fucking listening to it. <laughs> Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fit in Japan. I'm your host, Johnny. And I'm Jude. That's right. And uh, this is actually take 50 of doing this podcast. 57. <laughs> 57. Faders, we're actually sober in this episode because, Jude, you're sober for the time being. Yes. And so in support of you, I'm going to be sober, too. And it's really hard doing a show that's about two dudes booze. Japan and the news. That's right, when you're sober, because we're never sober when we do this podcast. Was, maybe, maybe we can read this time. <laughs> <laughs> That's applause, right? I'm a little bit dyslexic. Look, <laughs> <laughs> look on the bright side. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, now we will be articulate faders. <laughs> and this is episode number 429. Is that you trying to be articulate? <laughs> no, it's me trying to be smart. Ah. <laughs> 429. And um, yes, uh, if, if you go back, uh, I think like three episodes, yeah, we're drinking. So 427. Before that, yes, there's, there's not a sober moment. Mm, right. Well, there is today. There is today. There is today. All right. And um, Jude, thank you very much for being here today. And um, I want you here today because there's a lot of amazing things happening to you in your life. Um, not to talk about the bad things that <laughs> yeah, happened in the previous the episode. In the episode and, uh, <laughs> trying to move on. Trying to, yeah. Let's move on to the future, to the bright and sunny, amazing future that uh, the, the land of the sun has, or rising sun has for us, I guess. Okay. Okay, there we go. So, okay, Jude. So, all right. You're in the Mitekis, and your song is actually the song which is at the beginning of the show. Oh, yes, the whiskey. Yes. The whiskey. I love that song. Yeah. That's from our second album. And um, from what I understand, you just completed your third album. That's correct. What is the title of your third album? Pucker Up. Pucker Up. How do you say that in Japanese? Pucker Up. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so creative. Yeah. Awesome. Tell me about this new CD. Um, well, um, it is a CD. Mm-hmm. It com- it's comprised of um, 10 songs plus one hidden track. There's a hidden track? There is a hidden track. Like in Nirvana? Yeah. Remember Nirvana's just, Nevermind? If what, you was fast like, forward, what was it? What was the hidden track for them? Something in the way? Was it? No, it was like, I, I don't remember what it was, but if you uh, have the original CD and at the end of the CD after the final song, you just keep on fast forwarding it for like, I think, five minutes and then there's a song. No, but what the song was, was the song Something in the Way? Was that the name of the song? I can't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah, it's ages ago. Huh? Yeah, I was in high school. Yeah, I know. Me too. No, I was in eighth grade when Nirvana came out. Yeah, me too. We were, we were the same year, I think. So. Yeah, yeah. Was I in eighth grade or seventh we're, grade? We're I think give, it was in eighth grade. We're giving away our age, dude. They already know we're old farts. <laughs> we're old farts, alcoholics. And so are you, probably. So, okay, so you've got a hidden track. Where is this hidden track? Um, It is at the end of the album. It's at the end of the album? Yeah. You know what? If I was going to make a CD, what I would do is, for my hidden track, I would have it at the end of the album, but then I would have the song played backwards. So your diehard fans would have to rip the CD, take that MP3, put it in a program, and have the program play the song backwards to get the actual song. That's a big effort. But yeah, if you're a committed fan, that might work. And then you can find out who your committed fans are. Right, right, right. Because they could post something and say, I did it, and they have to (laughs) prove it somehow. Well, I mean... They'll have to say some lyric that's hidden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the name it. of the song is Pucker Up. <laughs> Go figure. Well, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we we worked, um, yeah, quite diligently on it. We worked for quite a while, for a couple, like, yeah, this is probably the longest we've taken to write. I mean, we weren't, we weren't like, um, you know, going hardcore in the studio for the whole time, but it, in total it took us about four years? Four years. To write everything. 
I mean, just because we went, you know, we had a total of our songwriting process um, basically goes, we, we all basically me, Mike and the bassist, Yochan, mm-hmm. you write the songs mm-hmm. mostly. And uh, well, we write, we write the skeletons, and then all of us kind of fill in the, the gaps and stuff like that. But um, what comes first, the lyrics or the music? Depends on the song. For me, of course, the lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sorry. For me, the music. For Mike, probably the lyrics. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Actually, no, I don't know. I think Mike actually puts even his own lyrics. I think he does all the songs. Like he does the lyrics last. Um, as a you know, as a guitarist, I don't really care so much about the lyrics as long as the chorus isn't like fucked up. Mm-hmm. It's cool for what's cool with me. And uh, I'm not really a great lyricist. And yeah, I, I, I'm kind of a perfectionist when it comes to lyrics. So like, uh-huh. I, I'm terrible at writing them. Yeah. It would take me forever to write us to write song lyrics. Whereas Mike just kind of blurts it out. He doesn't care. So yeah, I, just, I leave it up to him. Anyway, so yeah, for me, it's like I give him the idea of what I want. And then mm-hmm. he comes up with something that's like, ah, oh, dude, can you change this? And, you know, so we kind of work together on it a little bit. But mm-hmm. I mostly just worry about the chorus. As far as the lyrics go, but anyway, um, yeah. So I just um, I write um, basically the skeleton of the song. I, I yeah, and I I flesh it out a bit, and or like you know, then Yochan will do the same. He comes up with his ideas, and Mike has yeah his ideas too. And then at the end, um, we we select from you know a bunch of songs. So basically, maybe we write about I don't know fifteen to twenty, and then ten make the album usually. Really, that's how it worked. And I think like the last two about that. Yeah. So does this CD have like a theme? Um, I mean, the title is Pucker Up. I mean, that could mean, like, almost anything. Well, that was kind of, like, one of the songs on the album. Mm-hmm. It's called Pucker Up. So, um, yeah, um, that's why we named it that, I guess. Yeah. And it's re- really difficult to, like, perform, not perform, but to practice, you know, in Japan. Because in Japan, you know, it's not like in the States or other countries where you have a garage, right? Right, so, right, right. But the studios are relatively inexpensive in Japan compared to the States. So, all right. So, for example, what does the studio have? Oh, they have whatever you need. They have the amps. They have uh, drum, drum kit. Drum kits. If you want to, if you want to get extras, like rent a guitar, it costs you like an extra like two bucks or something. But two bucks rent a guitar? Usually, yeah. Two Holy bucks. shit, that's yeah. cheap. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it depends how long you have the studio for. It's it's usually it depends on the studio. It could be like two bucks for an hour, or it could be two, uh, maybe two bucks for two hours. I don't know. It depends. Two dollars for an hour. Usually, that's the standard. Two. Well, you know, two hundred yen for an hour. So I could go there and I could rent that studio and I can I don't even have to play music. I just rent that I can podcast in there. No, it's two hours extra for the guitar. Oh, just for the guitar. Yeah. Well, how much does it cost just to rent the room? It depends. There's a calculation. It depends how many people there are. Uh-huh. So I mean for us, it usually we do we usually do a two hour practice and that You're usually like, Mike, we a- can't afford you this time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have to sit outside and just listen. <laughs> it's usually around five thousand yen. All right, fifty bucks, five thousand. So, so okay. well, it's it, you know the exchange rate's lower now, but yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's probably closer to forty, you know, forty four or something. But yeah, f- so it's that's for two hours, mm-hmm. and split between five people, so it's you know, probably what I mean, like eight dollars something for two hours. Oh, that's not bad at all. Yeah. How often do you guys practice? Depends on what we have coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, when we have a gig. Um, we, we might practice in the studio together like two or three hours before a gig, but, um, you know, that's not to say, you know, I practice at home as well. So, you mm. know, we get, we go over, I go over the stuff I review and then the practice in the studio is kind of us all together and seeing how, you know, it fits together and whatever. And a lot of, most of the time is when you played, um, when we play, you know, we're pretty drunk. So we just got to <laughs> go through it. Yeah, we, it doesn't matter. We might make a mistake or two, but no one's really listening for that. I think it's just more of the environment. So how, like how different is this CD compared to your previous two CDs? Well, I'd say the first one was kind of the sound we were originally going for. Um, mm-hmm. we, we actually had a, like an EP before that. Mm-hmm. And um, two of the songs, it was a three-song EP, two of the songs appeared on that the first album that were on the EP. We re-recorded them with a new sound engineer. Mm-hmm. and um, But then the, um, one of the other ones didn't make that cut so um that one the first album has a total of only six songs and mm-hmm. that one that album kind of set the tone for the metekis mm-hmm. and um then the second album it, we kind of expanded our styles a little bit so we um i don't know we kind of 
got a little more creative on the songwriting. We did we branched out a little bit from the original sound, so some of the songs may may sound a little bit different. But we tried to essentially keep you know a similar tone to the first album, mm. and then the last album is pretty eclectic. I mean, we we kind of branched out a little bit more. I don't know. I wrote more of a kind of heavier type songs or darker a little bit a little bit darker some of the songs like that I 90s dark or yeah some kind of like some of them some of them are and one of them one of them is actually a little more happy so yeah I don't know <laughs> we just kind of yeah we just branched and we experimented a little bit more just kind of pucker up and listen to it huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, and even, even the song pucker up is a bit different too it's kind of has like a bluesy element to it but then I put kind of like my guitar part puts some kind of like I don't know twangy surf rocky kind of I, I don't know how to explain it, but yeah I kind of uh, experimented a little bit just to make it sound not so bluesy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's a little more eclectic than usual. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you guys got a music video. Like, all right, so for your music video, when you make a music video to promote yourselves in the CD, how do you choose the song? Does the director, does he listen to the song, to listen to the CD and be like, no, I want this song. This is the song I want to make a video for. Or do you guys come to him and say, listen, we've got this song and we want to make a video for it? No, I think it's kind of like we come to a consensus on the best song. I mean, and we did. I mean, to be honest, it's one of the songs that Yochan wrote. Yeah. And uh, it's probably my, it was my favorite song on the album. It's Mike's too. So it's just the music, musically. And it just came together. So we just, I really like the song. So mm-hmm. we decided to go with it. And then we introduced it to the guy who directed the video and uh, he liked it too. So yeah, he just put together the video. Uh, the the venue, what the Dickens, they were kind enough to lend us their um, facility for making the video. So yeah, what the Dickens is awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, right really, down the street. Really good bar, really good bar. I mean, if nothing else, the food is awesome. Like, I, if you're in Japan for a long time, you kind of miss Western style food, and they have like chi- like shepherd's pie and all this kind of stuff, like meat pie and stuff. Meat pie, too. yeah, it's like it's a British bar, and like the food's really good. So yeah, I the really food like. is fantastic. The yeah. pints. You know the cool thing about what the Dickens, <clears throat> when you get like a pint. You get a real fucking pint. Yeah. You know? Well, you, get a, you get a British pint. Yeah, you get a British pint. Well, but the the pint, is, pint's not a unit of measure universally. Like, the American pint is actually, I think it's like, what, 80, what do they call them? <laughs> 80 uh, milliliters. Milliliters less. Yeah. But the thing is this, though. Something like that. But my, my thing is, like, when you go to, let's say you go to uh, other, quote unquote, British pubs in Japan and you get a pint. They're like I think at least like an inch or an inch and a half of that is going to be foam. Yeah, yeah. Right? You have to tell them awanashi de. Yeah, and then half the time. But then remember what happened to you? They just like took out. They took a spoon and yeah. they took all the bubbles out, and they're like, "Oh, here you go. You yeah, don't like the bubbles, yeah, yeah. huh?" No, they did that at the hub. Yeah. Yeah, well, the hub. Fuck the hub. But the thing is, well, it's a good. It's a good like pickup place if you're young and single and you know. Well, in I your don't 20, know. In your twenties, coming to Japan, it was fun <laughs> in those days. Yeah. yeah, all right, you're right. I, I I did have a lot of fun at the hub back in the day, but now that I'm now that I'm an old sober old man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're sober for today. Yeah, I'm you? sober for right now. Yeah, once no. you leave, once you leave, I'm gonna that bottle of Tito's is in my stomach. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna rain on my liver, but um, the thing is though, but when you go to what the Dickens, they give you a pint and they just give you just enough foam to make it perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're really good with it, I mean, of course. Because, I mean, the the manager, I guess, I don't know. Wait, manager, John? John, yeah. Is he, I don't know if he's the owner or her manager. I don't know. I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, the guy who basically runs the place. Yeah, he's, he's from, he's Scottish, so really good guy. Yeah, I know. He's great. And, uh, he well, everybody awesome. that works there is yeah, great. Yeah, he runs yeah. cool. So, yeah, and it's really close to the station. But, okay, so you filmed your video there. So, right, when you make a music video... Do you give like the director any of your input? You're like, I want it to be here. I want to do this. I want to do. Do you have any input? Because I mean, if I had a, like, a, say, a preview or some kind of like a trailer for Got Fitted Japan or something like that, I would have ninety nine point nine percent of the input. <laughs> We're doing I, it this I'll way, be, and I'm gonna do this. And I'll be. I'll be honest. I don't. I didn't <laughs> really have any input. I didn't really um, care. <laughs> I mean, I wanted the song there. I'm not You're good. The lead guitarist. I'm not good at like making videos and themes and stuff like that. So I don't really know what to do. Mm. So um, I kind of just went with the flow. Who made the decisions? Um, well, I think the guy directing it mostly. And mm. uh, yeah, Enrico, he's a really good director. And uh, yeah, no, he the, made the it. Filmography is amazing. And I think Mike actually, uh, yeah, I mean, he probably gave a little input because he was like the main actor in the video. Mm-hmm. So um, he, and we also hired a female actress. So. I mean, yeah. well, he did. Uh, Enrico. Mike? Enrico. Oh, Enrico. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. 
Awesome. That was a fantastic video. Where can people get that? I'm going to have a link down on the uh, in the show notes. Um, yeah, I mean, it's on YouTube. You can uh, Google it. I don't, yeah, I think that's the place. I, th- I believe it's on our Facebook site as well. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. And so where are you guys playing out these days? Um, well, we just played actually at um, the Dickens to promote the video uh, last weekend, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, that was a really good show. Good turnout. Uh, thanks. For everyone who uh, came out that day, yeah, I was pretty jammed. Yeah. I wasn't there. <laughs> I feel bad that I wasn't there, but I was busy. I'm no, sorry. No, I know. No, it's all good. It's all good. You never come. I've been to some of the shows where I was like the only one there. I remember going to the shows when Mikey had a fan club. Remember those days? <laughs> yep, I do. Oh, we, my God. We, no, we, I mean, to be honest, man, we've been like, we've been packing. We, we've had packed crowds. The, I mean, I, we hardly ever have a dead crowd anymore. I don't know. We, we started playing less, mm-hmm. playing fewer shows. And uh, it seems like, uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we tend to pull more people that way. I think if you overplay, mm-hmm. um, less people tend to come. So Yeah, I guess that's true. Oversaturation is never good for anything. Yeah. Um, unless you're making a gin and tonic and uh, put that gin in there, right? right. <laughs> Sorry, man. Hey, I can't do the show without booze. I need booze. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you guys have had some amazing times and stuff, you know, being in your band. I remember, like, when I organized uh, an event. Remember the time when I organized an event at Gamuso and then I hired a stripper? And yes. I, and I didn't tell anybody about it, right? So yes. I had a friend, right? Faders, I got this friend that's a stripper, right? She's a stripper, <laughs> I, I, and we're actually, hanging out. I huh? actually met her for coffee after that. Too. Did you really? <laughs> Holy shit, right? Uh, I want to hear about that story. <laughs> no, I didn't go anywhere. I just, I, I don't know. I was pretty fucking wasted and just like... We exchanged details. She was cool. I don't know. I just, I got her number. We just did a little <laughs> language exchange. Oh, really? Like a, yeah, like a, a Starbucks or something. Oh, shit. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I had this friend that's a stripper and stuff, and um, she was talking about, you know, like performing, and she wants to perform more and stuff, whatever, and she's kind of a freelance stripper. And I was like, well, I'm having this party at Gamuso in about a couple of weeks or so. You know, maybe you can get out there and do a little dance or whatever. And she's like, all right, cool. Sounds great. And I didn't think she was going to say yes, to, you know, to, like to dance in front of like a bunch of rock and roll bands. So what I did was I we had this back room. This is upstairs on the third floor. And on the second floor of the venue is like where the stage is, right? So I didn't tell anybody that there's going to be a stripper. Nobody at all, right? So what I did was I got a table and I put a table in front of the uh, the stage. And, um, you know, people were putting their drinks there and stuff during the event and stuff. And she was upstairs hiding out. And then, you know, I had one band perform, then a second band perform. And then on the third band, which is the Metekis, I had her come out there and just stand up on top of this table and start dancing naked. And nobody knew about it except for you, Mike, and the owner of the place. So, and I was peeking over the side, right? And I was watching the whole thing because I knew it was going to get crazy. So she goes up there. She starts dancing, doing the sexy dance. Also, she takes off her, her shirt and stuff. And her breasts are hanging out and stuff. And I just noticed all, like, this whole front row of people just went, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It was the best thing ever, dude. That was fucking fun, dude. And I was in the back just watching everybody's face. And you know whose face was the most, like, horrific? Who? Laura's. Laura was right there, right in front of there. And Laura's dancing around. And she just looked up like, what? Her mouth dropped this fucking far, at least, like, six inches Huh? <laughs> <laughs> no one saw uh, that coming. <laughs> oh my god, that was like the best thing ever. Oh god, that was fun, man. That was awesome. Oh yeah, I remember that was years ago now, right? That was like fucking what six, seven years ago. Yeah, it was something like that. It must have been like uh, I think it was after the earthquake. Mm, yeah, yeah, two thousand twelve, I think. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh man, she's still stripping. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, you still got that with her? Oh, of course. She's a friend. She sends me invites to uh, go to some of her dance shows and dance parties. Oh. And I'm just like, eh, eh, I never really go. No, maybe <laughs> I should. I don't know. She, she's actually pretty cool, like, to be honest. She's, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, she, she's pretty, um, I don't know, intellectual. I was, I was surprised, like, for a strip. She, like, she was talking about, mm-hmm. like, uh, I forgot. We were talking about, like, kind of, not politics, but, like, history and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, some some strippers, you know, they're stripping just to put themselves through uh, medical school. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. So the next time, you know, you go to, like, the, the doctor and you've got this nurse that looks like a porn star, you know, maybe she got her degree by stripping. You never know. <laughs> you never know. 
No, oh, man, but yeah, that was a good time. What are some other crazy times you guys experienced? You know, I mean, I always uh, wanted to be in a band, you know, and tour and do all well, sorts of crazy know, shit. Well, you know, I'm married now, so I don't want to, I don't want to um, disclose too much here. But no. all right, talk um, about Mike. <laughs> <laughs> one time, Mike. No. <laughs> Air quotes. I mean, uh, not Mike, but Michael, a different guy, right? Oh uh, yes, his other guy, Michael. Yeah. No, no, but um, I mean, we just yeah, we've had a great time with the Mentekis. We've, uh, I mean, probably. I don't know. The highlight would be probably the New York. <laughs> that was fun playing in New York. Yeah, you guys toured in New York. How was yeah, that? Yeah, that was awesome, man. It's just uh, yeah, just got away for a while and uh, just seeing the guys get out of Japan and uh, playing uh, somewhere like completely different to them to what they're used to. And yeah, it was awesome. So when you go on tour in another country, how, do you bring your own guitars and stuff? You can't yeah, bring, the- but you got to be careful because this has happened to some guys on the scene. Um, in the states, you can't say that you're playing, that you're there playing music because then you're yeah, not on the proper visa. visa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like they want to like you know they'll hold you up there. They'll tell you you got to go back. Like I think I I don't know how many if we're supposed to say people's names, but there's a popular Japanese guy who used to live in Seattle. Mm. Happened to him, mm. and like he fucked him up. Now he doesn't speak. Like. He's like a psychological problem for him. Oh, is that what happened to yeah, him? Yeah, that's when that's when it had, that's when he stopped speaking. He tried to go to Seattle uh-huh. and they, with his band, and they wouldn't let them in because they probably didn't know the rule. And they said, "Yeah, we're here to play some shows or something." And like, "Yo, dude, you can't." Like, oh man, you know he's speaking now. Oh, is he? Yeah, I talked to him last night. Nice, Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to. Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five-minute walk from the station. It's your liquors. Yo, what's up, Faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. So yeah, basically when we went there, I mean we knew the rules. So we and we shipped the guitars. I actually just bought a guitar online. I bought like the, this cool. I got a really good deal on a Strat, so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna ship it to my mom's house and pick it up when I go. Oh and cool. Then, yeah. So then I think the other guys just uh, shipped them to my mom's, so they weren't having guitars on them. And I think they they walked um, when they walked through customs, they just didn't. We weren't together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it didn't look like they were a band. Like, they didn't want to, you know, draw guys, red you know. flags. <laughs> the thing is, that, you know, the, the, you're not there making money. I mean, a venue might pay. Actually, they do. I mean, but, the, you know, it's peanuts. It's not like a lot of money anyway. They're not, you're, we weren't there to make money. We were just there to kind of promote the show. I mean, we did get mm-hmm. paid, but, you know. Wasn't well, Cousins doesn't know that. I mean, they could have been like, I don't know, the Beatles of Japan for all they know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, but that's crazy. No, it's just nonsense, to be honest. I mean, yeah, when I was in a band back home, it's a, the best thing. You're getting paid cash, you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, no one knows about it. It's all under the table, so it's great. It's a great way to make extra money. Oh, yeah. In the States, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some bands, they make and have made, like, livings off of just touring. And they weren't that big. Like, Twisted Sister was a touring band in, like, Long Island yeah. and uh, which is called Queens. They, they were there for, what? Years and years and years before they actually made it, you know. They went to they went to England actually, right? Yeah, they, they went to signed. England. They're on. Uh, that's right. Did you see the documentary? 
I'm not sure. No, he, you know, he used to, uh, the lead singer, he, in my state of Connecticut, he did like a, he was the, what was he? He was like the morning DJ mm-hmm. in the morning. What was his name? Steve Snyder. Steve Snyder. Steve Snyder. Steve Snyder. completely he, different. He was, he was, um, at a heart, this radio station in Hartford. He was the morning talk show host. So he, like, I, I got a lot of information from him, like, you know. I know a lot about Twisted Sister because of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, they were in some kind of, um, I don't know, it was like uh, an MTV kind of show or whatever in London, I guess, in the early, early 80s. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that's how they got signed on, was it Universal or something? I EMI? Yeah, big, yeah one, of the, one of the big ones. Yeah, I forget which one. Maybe Empire. I, I don't know. But. Yeah, but, I mean, they're just touring all over like Long Island and Queens and Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Not really it's so much in Manhattan, but they're just doing that, you know. And, um, yeah, they made a great living. Yeah, yeah. And I, the thing is, I mean, you could do it. Even back home when I was uh, when I was back there, um, my brother, he's, he plays in, I think, two or three bands. And that's, yeah. he's a big part of his income. He just makes money. And he does, uh, like, folk music and Irish music. It, it, like, St. Patrick's Day, he makes a fortune around St. Patrick's Day. Drinking music? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I'm not drinking doing the show again. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going through a draw. My skin's getting all itchy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a rough hour. <laughs> well, all right. So how can people get your CD? Well, um, yeah, I, I mean, a couple ways when I, <laughs> when I sign up for the Patreon, that would be my ideal way to do it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because of the incident that we're not talking about. Okay. Um, yes, we talked about last time. Um, so when I set that up, you can post the link there and, uh, okay. Yeah. So I'll post a link in the show notes where you guys can get a CD, yeah. look her up. Yeah. Looking forward to it, man. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Without further ado, let's get into some news. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks, but if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. Okay, so faders, as you fine folks know, right now is where we read the most interesting, bizarre, and fucked up stories of, I guess, this week. Okay, um, the story here is actually, ooh. This story is interesting because it's uh, intercontinental. We've got uh, a little bit of America, a little bit of Japan, and uh, you put them together and this is what you get. Okay, do you, do you want to do this one? No, go ahead, man. Okay. <clears throat> Vegas man convicted of What's this, bilking? Is that a word, bilking? I don't know, dude. Sometimes they misspell these words, milking. I'm going to say milking. A Vegas man convicted of milking thousands of Japanese in Ponzi scheme. You know, I know I know a guy named Ponzi. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Has he been on the show? He's been on the show. He's been on the show a long time ago. Yeah. Okay, here we go. A 75, no, a 79-year-old former head of Las Vegas and Tokyo investment firm is facing the rest of his life in a U.S. prison after a jury in Nevada found him guilty of bilking thousands of Japanese. There is a word called bilking. Bilking means to defraud. Ooh, new word. (laughs) Word of the day, bilking. Yeah. You know, you know where I like to bilk? <laughs> Drink and bilk. <laughs> I bilk when I milk. All right. Uh, bilking thousands of Japanese victims in what prosecutors called a 1.5 billion international Ponzi scheme. Dude, if you're going to do Ponzi's, you got to go big. Go big or go home. <clears throat> Edwin, was this? Edwin Fujinagawa is due to sentencing on March 8th following his conviction on November 29th in the United States District Court. In Las Vegas, on all 20 counts of mail fraud, wire fraud, and money laundering, he faced. Mm. Oh, wow, this guy is 
fucked. Capital F U C K E D D D D. Yeah, he'll go in a fucking like white collar jail and you know, do some time. I'm sure. Oh, like in the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I mean, have like, like a, a golf course there. It's a little little getaway for him, you know. We won't have to see his wife so much. He'll, he'll enjoy it. Oh gosh, here we go. Interim U.S. Uh, Attorney Dale Elson said jurors took less than three hours to reach their verdict following a five-week trial. Prosecutors can seek up to 370 years in prison and a $5 million fine and will ask Chief U.S. District Judge Gloria love that song uh, Navarro uh, to order Fujin, was it Fujinaga to surrender some $800 million. Ellison spokeswoman Tyresha Young said. Uh, I think that's all we need to read in this. Mm. Oh, okay. Moving forward. Um, investors were told to... Okay. Investors were told they were buying claims from a medical collection business. Instead, Fujinagawa uh, was found guilty of using new investors' money to pay off previous investors and spending the rest on himself. Oh, kind of like the Polka King. You ever watch that documentary about the Polka King that did the no. same thing? Polka King? Like the, the the music? Polka? Yeah, there's this guy that came to America from uh, Poland, and he was like the Polka King of America, you know? And he, he had all these tours. He had a band and stuff. And on the side, to support his band and to support his music, he had this Ponzi scheme. And everybody that came to his concerts, he'd have them sign up for his Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it's <was> crazy. <laughs> oh, man. Well, anyway, this guy is going to get busted in prison because, you know, people in prison don't like the guys that make a lot of money. Or no. pedophiles. Well, no, but the thing is, since he has so much money, that's why he'll probably go to one of those, you know, state-of-the-art prisons where, you know, he's, uh, you know, spending some time on the golf course and, you know, lifting weights and yeah, watching no movies and whatever. You know, you know what they do there. Oh, gosh. It's but, yeah, prison fucking sucks, dude. Who the fuck wants to go to prison? That would, that would be horrible. So. Oh, God, prison would be horrible, dude. Dude, it's not a good time. Oh, no. Nobody goes to prison and has a good time, you know? No, no. Unless... Yeah. Now I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> Unless <laughs> who goes to prison and has a good time? I mean, if you're just a big, you're like a huge, like a sadistic rapist with a lot of gang connections. I guess maybe you have a good time. Wait, oh, I don't know. Remember what happened to Whitey? Oh, dude, that was horrible. Yeah, yeah, that guy got. But he beat. was, a, yeah, he was, a, he was like a snitch, though. That was the thing. Well, he was a snitch. Yeah, being a rat in prison's worse than but being. That, that uh, was. I read up on. It. I mean, they they fucked them. They, they like the the people who transferred them should have never transfer them to that jail. Apparently, like it's it's like he went to a jail with other crime syndicates from Massachusetts. Yeah, that he fucked over, and he's in a wheelchair and he's eighty nine. It's yeah. like he can't defend them. It's like they, they fucked them. They, whoever did it, they, they I think they purposely murdered the guy. They probably did. Yeah, you know, they, they're investigating it now. Like it was it was it done deliberately or not? Like they don't they think it was because how could it have gone through? It has to apparently get like ten signatures in order to get that transfer. He was on some other he was in some other jail in Florida where he was um, basically with other snitches or high profile people. They don't. If you're high profile, mm -hmm. they won't put you in in a jail like that. Or, general population too. Well, yeah, you'll be in general population in a jail with other snitches. Or there's like a snitch prison. There's a. Uh, what do they feed them all? There's, cheese. <laughs> <laughs> there's prisons for snitches in high profile because mm -hmm. they're they're not really they're they're more of victims in a normal jail, and they keep them together. And other apparently this is what I read when I was reading mm -hmm. about uh, Whitey Bulger. But well, yeah, he got fucked up, man, yeah. Well, probably what happened was, you know, probably somebody somewhere was like, you know what? I want this guy fucked. Well, he, he, I threatened, want a, he threatened somebody, one of the prison staff recently. He said, like, your time of reckoning is coming or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think, I dude, to be honest, I would look right at her. Maybe she fucking said, oh, yeah, your time of reckoning is coming, you bitch. And she <laughs> sent him up there. I can write 10 different names right now. Let's see. John, Paul, Ringo. Oh, those are B. Oh, who cares? McJagger. 10. <laughs> You're out of here. Well, dude, I mean, they, they fucking, they, the two ma Italian mafia dudes beat mm -hmm. him up with like a, they put a lock in a sock. They hit him so hard, his and eyeballs flew out of his but head. They don't, they don't know if they tried to gouge his eyes out or if they were hitting him so hard his eyes came. But dude, he's fucking 89. I mean, with, in a wheelchair. It's like, how the fuck is he going to defend himself? I know, his body's so soft. He's and like SpongeBob. Dude, the, the one was a mafia hitman. He was fucking jacked. It's like, he's like 40, but you know, really fucking jacked. Well, the rat's a rat. Yeah, well, they couldn't happen to a nicer guy, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He was a, that guy 
guy was a bastard, apparently. I mean, I don't know, whatever. Oh, man. It just was, sucks. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't like to see anyone brutally fucking murdered. Oh, yeah, of course not. <clears throat> okay, all right, next story. All right, um, this one here. Let's see. Um, Yeah, I know. I'm just trying to blow this up a bit. Can I make this bigger? We're okay. saving a stream. We're actually using a computer here. Just put it there. <laughs> all right. I'll fix this in post. Um, Not. (laughs) Okay, hang on. Um, 64-year-old man arrested for stealing a roll of toilet paper from a hospital toilet. Oh, God. If you're going to steal something, really? Toilet paper? You know what? They they must have had a camera in the toilet. You know what? Some pervert probably saw that, and he's like, oh, that guy's breaking the rules. And he got ratted out by a pervert with a camera in the toilet. Well, dude, I had this uh, co-worker, and he used to brag about how cheap he was. And he'd say, he's like, dude, yeah, I stole like a couple rolls of toilet paper. I don't care. Oh my god! <laughs> like, dude, what are you doing? Toilet paper is like so cheap. Why are you gonna steal that? If you're gonna steal something, go for like a computer. I mean, Jesus. Well, I mean, sh- well, dude, if you steal a computer, then you're really gonna get busted. Well, well then yeah. again, well, I'm just saying, as far paper. as expenses, I mean, I don't. Whatever. I would never risk being arrested for stealing toilet. Paper. Anyway, let's read on. Okay. A 64 year old man has been arrested and fined after stealing a roll of toilet paper in Shimane Prefecture. Mm. The incident occurred in September at the hospital of Okinoshima, um, located in Oki District in Shimane Prefecture. Okinoshima uh, lies on an island off the west coast of Japan and has an estimated uh, population of around 14,849. Let me just pull this up. According to uh, reports, the man was found guilty of stealing a roll of toilet paper from a male restroom at the hospital and find 200,000 yen. 2,000 bucks, wow. Yeah, for stealing toilet paper, wow. See what I mean? It's like you should have just bought the fucking thing. It would be There's like a 100 yen bucks. shop or a dollar exactly. shop. Exactly, you can get four rolls at the 100 yen shop. Anyway, the toilet paper was valued at 30 yen. <laughs> <laughs> Dick! Uh, uh, doesn't pay to be cheap, huh? Oh, I know, exactly. Why the man chose to take the... Um, the toilet paper from the stall remains unknown, but reports say the heavy fine for such a small value item was due to the fact that this wasn't the, f- the man's first offense. No, it? Notorious shit. toilet paper thief. <laughs> oh, God. Toilet man <laughs> busted again. Oh, drats. <laughs> so the story currently making headlines in Japan uh, with net users around the country commenting on the severely uh, the severity of the punishment and recent cases of crime committed by the elderly. He couldn't have bought six... Oh, sorry, he could have. He could have bought 6,000 rolls of toilet paper for that amount of money. <laughs> he could add true a house that, of toilet paper. True that. I mean, come on now. You could have been, like, wrapping yourself in a mummy, like, a, you know, a bunch of times. Well, going TPing, you Going TP. I wonder how much, like... If you bought 6,000 rolls of toilet paper, would that fill this room? I don't know. Maybe. I've never seen that many together. I don't know. Maybe we got to go to Costco or something. 6,000 rolls of TP. <laughs> Excuse me. We'd like to buy 6,000 rolls of TP, please. <laughs> what are you going to do with the TP? Have a messy party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got some friends and they got the shit. Hershey uh, skirt time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that um, we live in a world where people think it's okay to steal toilet paper from a public toilet. I can't believe we live in a world. These are, these are, these are quotes here. These are quotes from people um, commenting around the country. Another quote here. Uh, in Fukuoka, a 53-year-old man was arrested for entering a home and taking a 50-yen box of tissues. Another quote says, um, poverty among the elderly is a problem that's getting worse every day. Another quote says, there are many cases recently of elderly people stealing, and experts say it's due to current economic uncertainties. Well, I think the economy here is actually pretty strong with the Olympics coming and the, the World Trade Organization thing happening well, the, in Osaka. The thing that's really fucked up, man, is um, the pension system. It's it, They're going to apparently raise it to 70 years old. Taxes are going up next October to 10%. Mm-hmm. In most places, it's, yeah, it's really confusing. Some taxes aren't going up and some are, so it's just odd. I don't know. But anyway, a lot of them are going up to 10%, um, just the consumption tax. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I think yeah. So so for as far as I know, this because of uh, my wife's father's situation. She told me um, basically they recent I don't know maybe ten fifteen years ago they raised the um, retirement age to sixty five. Mm-hmm. But when you retire from your job, you could only work a certain amount of hours until the age of sixty. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So there's a five-year gap where you don't have income. That's why you see a lot of older guys, elderly, um, you know, working in the, at a construction site just holding a sign or something. They can't work at their normal company. There's a cap on the hours they could work after 60. Mm-hmm. But they can't get the retirement pay in for five years. So basically for five years, they have zero income. Yes. And then they, they get have to find job. part-time jobs like that. Yeah, yeah. In order to support themselves till they can retire. And that they're bullshit. I know. And they're pushing that age up to 70. So that so basically it's be 10 years so they can't get an income. So that means if you didn't save, you've got yeah. once you reach 60 years old, you got to either get a job at uh, I don't know, 7-Eleven or just yeah. move to Thailand. Yeah. Where it's like super cheap and like they yeah, and stretches well, I'd, pretty I'd, far. I go like Cambodia or you know somewhere even cheaper, but yeah. Wow, shit, and just retire there until your social, social, Japanese social security kicks in. Yeah. Holy shit, that means you and I were completely fucked. Well, then again, we're not going to live to be fucking 70. No, we're not livers, brother. No, Jesus but I mean, the, here's the deal is, like, um, <laughs> oh, you, geez, can, you no can actually way. take you can take an early pension pay for, like, a cut. Like, you could take, like, a third off and get that pay at, at a at 60 now. So but when the, we get there, that, that you could probably do it at 65. But the thing is, once we get to that age, I mean, if you're still in Japan or if we're still in Japan or still alive, uh, the thing is... <laughs> Is they're probably going to change or make some other rule or something. You know, it's just like I, after all these years of paying fucking Shaka Hoken. What's up, faders? Do you like our show? Of course you fucking do. That's why you're tuned in. But have you ever asked yourself if you could get more out of your got baited experience? Well, now here's your chance because we are proud to announce our very own Patreon page. But don't freak out. Our podcast was and always will be free. But with your generous donations, we hope to improve it. And since we're all about fan appreciation, we've got the sweet, sweet rewards for our donors. Rewards include, but not limited to, shout-outs, bonus content for interviews and news stories, chances to appear on our show, and even gift packages sent direct to your door. For more information, check out our Patreon page at Fade Okay, next story. <clears throat> okay, this story's a good story for Christmas. Um, <laughs> woman stabbed while walking along street in Chiba Prefecture. Oh, my wife told me about this one. Oh, shit. Well, there's been a, quite a few stabbings, actually. Oh, right, this one here. Okay. okay, Chiba, a woman in her 20s was stabbed in the abdomen by a man as she walked home in Funabashi City, Chiba Prefecture, on Thursday night. According to police, the attack occurred at around 8.30 p.m. The man fled the scene. The woman was able to call 119, a.k.a. 911, uh, for help, uh, TV Fuji reported. Uh, police said the woman's wounds are not life-threatening, thank God. She told police she did not know the man who said nothing while he stabbed her. He let, no, he left the knife at the scene of the crime. Okay, hopefully we got some DNA there and some fingerprints. The assailant was, is described as being middle-aged and wearing a black windbreaker Black pants and black face mask. You know what I'm thinking? Ninja! (laughs) (laughs) Come on, dude. This is a ninja. Yeah, but come on. I mean, was she... You know, ripe for assassination or something? I don't know. I don't know. No, this guy's obviously a homicidal maniac. Ninjas were assassins. You know, that's what his role was. Well, maybe he was paid to assassinate her. I don't know. Maybe she's a princess or something. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows, man? But no, no, this is totally fucked up. You know, these random stabbings have been happening and stuff. Well, and she, at least she didn't die. I mean, that's good. Well, being stabbed in the abdomen, dude, that's, yeah, that's it's very painful. Suck, but I mean, at least she didn't die. Yo, thank God she didn't die. But dude, oh, God, PTSD from there, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, dude, sucks. walking home. What time was it? 8.30 p.m.? Oh, man. That's like a safe time to walk home. I know. I mean, I worry about my wife, man. She's like pregnant and walking around. Dude, come on. No, but all these like all these stabbings have been taking place in Chiba and Saitama, not really Tokyo. Right, 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 right. So as long as you live in the city, and I think you know, when you go more to like the suburbs, a lot of streets or many streets don't have like uh, the lights, the street lights. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like, for example, if you live in like Misashi Koski, Misashi Nakahara, and like cities that are kind of closer to like you know like the city itself, you know, the city pays for lights to be everywhere. Even right here where I live, there's like lights, right? Right. But if you go to, like, more of, like, you know, Chiba or further away and stuff, you know, I mean, if it's dark outside, dude, it could be pitch dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's fucking scary, dude. I mean, yeah, I mean, you just got to take precautions. I mean, because, you know, how many times are you fucking wasted walking down the street? Who the hell knows it's going to come after you? Countless amount of times. Okay. All right, faders. Well, uh, be safe out there. Yes. Okay. okay. So we'll go on to this story here. Man caught after sharing his drift driving videos on Instagram. I thought I said drunk driving at first. Drift driving. <laughs> With foot. I'm wasted and I'm driving. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. 
<laughs> I'm going to put this on YouTube. <laughs> My friends are going to get a kick out of this. Oh, I just hit something. It's probably someone we know. <laughs> no, don't even say that. Nah, here we go. So um, a 31-year-old man in southwestern Japan was referred to... Um, was referred to prosecutors on Thursday after sharing an Instagram videos, after sharing on Instagram videos of him <laughs> drift driving that he had his elementary school age son and others take. <laughs> Police said. What? Wait, what does that mean? It's saying that, yeah. This the is kid, all, wait, was his elementary school kid the cameraman? That's what, it, yeah. That's what it appears to be. So his son was taking these uh, pictures. Oh, was his son in the car or was he outside the car taking that? It's probably safer if he's in the car. <laughs> son, yeah. stand right in front of the car. I'm going to go around you very quickly, okay? <laughs> Just don't move. <laughs> Just, you know, remember when the duck. <laughs> okay, so um, the man in Soeda, Fukuoka Prefecture, who was allegedly, who has allegedly uploaded... I gotta pull this over here to the camera. Yeah, go for it. Okay, who has allegedly uploaded more than 20 similar videos since September last year, told investigators he wanted people to see his driving technique and said he was happy when the number of Instagram followers increased, police said. Drift driving involves sliding a, a car sideways through a turn. A person who viewed the videos contacted the police. That was probably someone who just wanted revenge. Who would do that, right? Call the police. Oh, I saw this guy drifting. Well, you know, here a lot of people like to follow the rules. When somebody doesn't follow a rule, they like to rat them out, you know? This is true. (laughs) I mean, have you ever worked at a company where there's like one person that was like kind of mid-level or lower mid-level and they just ratted everybody out? Like Jude wasn't wearing the proper shoes. He was wearing sneakers. Or Jude wasn't wearing a necktie in the meeting. No, because they would be embarrassed. You wouldn't know who did it. it would, they would do it in like you know secrecy. It'd be some kind of clandestine. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. But they'd somebody have, like, a boss, and they'd be like, oh, and then you don't know who ratted you, right? And then you're just thinking, who the fuck was it? He's fucking out. Was that ass? Gotta be fucking sight though. That son of a bitch looks at me cross-eyed. Some bitch, motherfucker. Some bitch, But all right. But the thing is, this guy, you know, putting your videos online is awesome. But when you break the law, well. You should wear a mask. Right. That's it. Oh, man. Right. The man was charged with violating traffic laws by expanding the width of a small truck beyond the limit. Um, So as to fit wide tires and drift driving on a road in the prefecture in May this year. Does that make sense? Why does that sentence not make any sense? Well, see, when it's translated from Japanese to English, sometimes it's all fucked up. And all right, so he was, it. basically what I gathered from it, he was uh, charged with violating traffic laws. Um, and, yeah, by expanding the width of a small truck beyond... Legal limit. Oh, okay. So he's got a small so truck. So he converted. Okay, I see what they're saying. So the traffic laws, like they got him on traffic laws because he expanded the vehicle to make it a bigger vehicle. Is that what they're saying? I guess so. I guess so. Like fatter Drift tires. Driving t- okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, so if you have fatter tires, your car, when you hit like a curve and you're going really fast and you like jamming the brakes a little bit, it goes like that. And it, like, right, 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 right. Anyway, it's kind of like a fishtail. Okay. But in one direction. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it just it seems like that's against the law in Japan. This right. guy, if he was in LA, it's perfectly normal. You could do anything in LA. Yeah, well, LA, I mean, I heard a lot of things about LA. I mean, apparently they have like tent cities and shit. And like, I don't know. I saw some pictures. It looks pretty crazy. Well, you don't want to fucking, you know, do this drift driving around these tent cities because, I mean, one wrong move and you can knock them all out. <laughs> yeah, man. That would, yeah, it'd be pretty messy. Oh, those tent cities are in Skid Row. Oh, right? Remember that band? Yeah. 18 in life, you got they're from, it. They're from Canada, though. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're singing about Skid Row. <laughs> that's like that's like the Mutekis doing a song about 8 Mile. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same thing, right? Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it was just, it's kind of become an expression, right? He's on Skid Row, meaning like he's poor or whatever. Oh, I think, didn't Skid Row take place in his start in Los Angeles? I don't know where they were assigned, but yeah, Sebastian Bach. They're all they're from this town. I actually I got a buddy who's from the same small town outside of Toronto. 
Oh, it's really? Called, it's called Peterborough. He's according to my friend. Peterborough. That's where Skid Row apparently comes from. Yeah. Really? Oh, jeez. I, I did when I was it's in the eighties. Ghetto. I did, like, I did like their music when I was in the eighties. The first album was actually pretty good. Their second one, garbage, absolute garbage. Mm. Eighteen I, in life. Yeah, he actually Sebastian Bach ended up doing some kind of Broadway um, stuff apparently. Like a metal Broadway. Hmm? A metal Broadway? Or? No, I think it was just Broadway, Broadway. I don't know. He was he was singing in Broadway. I read some article about it. Yeah. All right, here we go. Next story. Okay, here we go. Oh, of course, I get another murder one. 50-year-old son staying at Internet Cafe, arrested for abandoning body of bedridden mother. Oh, mother! Okay, Hiroshima, a 50-year-old man has been arrested in Fukushima, uh, Fukuyama City, Hiroshima Prefecture, on suspicion of abandoning the body of his 80-year-old bedridden mother at their home. Dude, she couldn't even move. <laughs> Isn't that like that movie Misery? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like kicking them on the down. Right, yeah. I, I don't think I ever saw that movie. Have you seen that Misery? I, I remember seeing the trailer. You've never seen the movie Misery? I read the book. Oh, okay. All right. That's I've actually better. That. That's actually seen. better. <laughs> okay. All right. To each their own. <laughs> I saw the movie. According to police, uh, Yoshiyuki Yamaki, a temp worker from Fukuyama City, was arrested on Tuesday after he found his mother dead in her futon on Monday. Okay, so keep that in mind. He told police he hadn't been home for about a week, Fuji, Fuji TV reported. Police said there were no visible signs of injury on her body, and it appeared the woman died of illness. Oh, okay, I fucking totally got this right wrong. Despite his mother being bedridden for a long time, Yamaki had apparently neglected to take care of her since mid-November. For the past two weeks, he had been staying at an internet cafe, but he has denied abandoning the body. A neighbor told local police, quote, I think the mother and son were living together for about three years, end quote. Mm. Okay, so. Creepy, creepy. I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, I don't know what constitutes neglect. I mean, she's an adult. I mean, does the court, when you're elderly or whatever, she's 80, Mm -hmm. does the court, like, assign that you are the one responsible for that person? I don't know how that works. I think. In Japan. I'm not sure how that works, but the thing is, she's 80 years old. She's obviously getting a pension, and um, this guy's 50 years old. He's a part-time worker somewhere. A temp worker can mean anything, really. Yeah. And um, probably this guy, he's, he's been living with his mother for a while, and he's just sick of feeding her, taking care of her, changing her, her depends. Uh, I don't know, everything, right? Because, I mean, if she's bedridden, he's got to do every single thing for her all the time. He's got to, like, basically mm. wait on her hand, hand and foot, right? Yeah. And so maybe he's just 50 years old and he just wanted to live his life. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to go chill at the Internet Cafe, and after two weeks, let me just see what happens. Right, right. No, I mean, I see, I see his... indirect in- murder. I see his intent, but what I mean is um, he was charged so in a legal sense. I don't know like how the burden of responsibility is on him. I don't know how it works. I mean, this in the states, my grandmother she got old, mm-hmm. and um, then she became like a ward of my uncle mm-hmm. because of her age. She, like it was kind of it was a legal thing. I don't know how it works in Japan, you know, because the laws aren't really usually that strict like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure at what because she. I mean, my grandmother she was deemed where she couldn't take care of herself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that works in this case. You know what I mean? What about homes? Are there, I mean, there's, there are there's homes. homes yeah. But I mean, are they free? No. So you got to pay. In the States as well, yeah. So basically, he didn't have the money to put her into her home. So she was his responsibility because she was his mother. And But so, in a legal sense, was she his responsibility? That's my question. I have no idea. How that works. Yeah, I know. Because it's like if you, if you have a kid, mm-hmm. you had the kid. It's your responsibility. But your mother had you. Mm-hmm. So is that your responsibility? Like, I don't know how it works like, in Japan. Does the door go both ways? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that. That's actually a really good question. I mean, is this indirect murder? Because yeah, I don't. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. Maybe the maybe the dude was just like, dude, she could fend for herself. I mean, my, when my grandmother actually, when she was 80, she was able to walk around and take care of herself. It was mm-hmm. when she turned like in her late 80s that mm. that happened with the legal thing. But, like, so I don't know, like, if it's an age thing or... Well, it says she's bedridden, so, you know, maybe... Well, yeah, I mean, God, that's crazy. What happens to this guy? 
If she's bedridden, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, but does he does he does this guy go to jail? I mean, I don't know. He's been I arrested. Mean, that can mean anything. You got. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a pretty shitty thing to do if you know your mother is bedridden. But yeah, I don't know. That, that would fucking. So I would never do it to my mother. God, I'd be so pissed at my son. I, if I was her, I'd be like, oh god. Oh god, I've got maybe a day left before I know I'm gonna die, and this this fucking shithead son of mine's not coming back. And I know he wants my house. I know he wants my pension. I know he wants everything. Yeah, I'm gonna haunt the fuck out of this house. If he lives here, he's gonna have my ghost to deal with for here until the end of eternity. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna haunt this place. I'm gonna haunt this motherfucker every single day. Oh boy, he's gonna get it. I even got this guy a pony when he was a kid. <laughs> Should probably. Some creepy cryptic message being like, I'll I'll get revenge in the afterlife or you know, something weird. That's what I would do. I'd write that with blood. I'm just like, yeah. cut my finger and write that on the wall. Write it in feces. Write it in feces. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, God. Yeah, that sucks. This poor old lady. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Yeah, yeah, what a shithead son. It is. It's a, I mean, it's a real shitty thing to do, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, man. Well, this is the Christmas episode. No, every episode in December is the Christmas episode. Oh, God. The music. <laughs> you hear it every time you go in the fucking store. You know, that's the thing about Japan, you know. As, as soon as, like, it's November, you start hearing Christmas music well, everywhere you go. Well, back as well. I mean, she's after fucking... Uh, Thanksgiving. After Halloween sometimes. You see. Oh, God, yeah, Christmas. Oh, God. If I hear that one George Michael song, Last Christmas oh, I gave you my God, heart, I but hate- the very next day... <laughs> I gave it away. I See, just don't like the song. I don't fucking... <laughs> <laughs> See, nobody knows the whole song. They just know that... The, 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 what you call it? The uh, last Christmas I gave you that. That's the only thing everybody knows. But all the other words, nobody knows. Mm. And so you can say anything you want to anybody about that song because nobody sings along to that song except for like the last Christmas I gave you that. Give me, give me one verse from that song. Once written, twice shy. What was that? It. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> well, I thought that was a different song. I don't know. <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy. I thought that was a movie. With I saw Jim something Curry. in your eye. Oh, really? Tell me, baby. I know. I, I probably couldn't think of. Well, there's that. nothing getting Whatever. over you, huh? I don't. Really, well, dude, I can't. I inadvertently hear that song fucking a hundred times a year. So, mm. like, oh no, no. Right now, it's just Christmas music. I have no everywhere. choice. I mean, if I had a choice, I'd turn the station. I, to be honest, I I hate like ninety percent of Christmas music. The only Christmas song that I do like is the Run DMC version. Of what? The Run DMC version of, like, Christmas music. Uh, they have more than one song? Well, they have one song. Uh, you, you never heard the Run DMC Christmas song? I don't know what it is, no. You know the band Run DMC, I, right? Of course, yeah. Okay, they had this one Christmas rap song. They did it on a um, some kind of, like, a collaboration album with, like, Madonna and a bunch of other, like, you know, artists in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Run DMC had this one song, and it's basically it's this Christmas song where they're, they're kicking it with Santa Claus or some shit. He's giving everybody presents or whatnot. <laughs> you don't know about this? No, <laughs> oh, I don't God. know, man. No. I mean, I, do, I, like, uh, I like Green Sleeves. Guilty pleasure. <laughs> 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 I do like it. I like the tune. I don't know why. Uh, I'm not saying like the lyrics, but I, I just like the tune. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Green Sleeves. It's all right. Um, I like, uh, I don't know, ACDC had an all right Christmas song once. Did they Mis- really? Mistress, Hell's Bells? It was Mistress for Christmas. Hell's Bells, right? I want a mistress for Christmas. Ah, uh, uh, ACDC. Yeah, that was all right. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, ninety percent of them. I would say over ninety percent. Yeah, right. it might be over that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm being generous. Well, this is not the Christmas episode, but we're getting close to the Christmas episode and the Yuletide uh, spirit. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know what that word do. means, but I hear it a lot. I'm just gonna burn the house Yuletide. down. Yuletide. All right, faders. Thank you very much for tuning in to this episode of Got Fitted Japan. All you Patreon faders out there, thank you very much. And if you want to support the show, go to our Patreon page. It's down in the show notes. And, um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Jude, thanks a lot for being on the show again. Yep, thank you for having me. See you. Peace. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Will you wait till mom finds out, buddy? I've got a government job to abuse.